Chapter 23 Susan's house is full of excitement. It is two days till the wedding. It seems like every person there is in Wellingborough is in the large field, helping to put up the marquee for the wedding. The rector is walking with Roger in the garden. Look, Carmen, poor Roger has been cornered by the rector. It looks like he's been given that man-to-man talk. Laughter fills the sunlit room where the girls were making sure everything was ready for Kay to look over, to put the finishing touches to the dress. The pattern Kay has designed and sent to the dressmaker. The Broderick family were due to arrive at any minute. The ladies were staying in the house, the men in the village inn beside the church. It's a day before the wedding. Everyone is excited as they await the arrival of the whole pig. The pit has been dug in the field not far from the lake. There has had been hijinks deciding which way the wind was likely to blow that night. When they had all agreed, the digging had begun, the fire set, succulent roast pig, the centrepiece for the wedding breakfast. The wedding is at ten o'clock, so the roasting of the pig has to be done through the night. Every man wants his turn of turning the spit handle. Once you have taken a turn, the serious wetting of the bride and groom's head begins. The women deliver their men at the appropriate time. This causes a very important lottery. The men all pray for an early number. The last two turns of the spit were reserved for the fathers of the couple. They were allowed a couple of pints and then hunted off to bed before it got too late to return very early in the morning. In this case, it was the rector and Tim. Tim owned the, f- the farm next door and had gifted the pig as his wedding gift. These were standing in for the missing fathers. None of Roger's family were able to make it from to England. There would be another wedding eventually when they arrived in America. Susan's father had died many years ago in a farm accident. The first big event of the wedding morning is the jumping in of the men into the freezing cold lake to get rid of the smell of smoke. They all smelled like smoked kippers. Then the run to the big barn where their wives had their wedding clothes laid out. This was a big highlight for the girls, a sight not to be missed. Roars of laughter as somebody has taken their towels. Now to the serious business of the selection of the apple by the bride and groom. pig now in pride of place. The metal clamp is removed. 
and the nice, big, shiny, polished red and green apple is placed into the pig's mouth. It mustn't fall out. It's a bad omen. Everyone cheers and claps as it stays snugly in place. Mrs. Broderick has taken over the kitchen to put the finishing touches to all the prepared food for the wedding breakfast. She has gotten on with Maud, Susan's mum, straight away. They had fallen into a happy kitchen routine as soon as they had met two days ago. It seemed longer, thought Lizzie Broderick. The small church has been filled with whatever flowers had been in bloom in the neighbours' gardens. The war had brought a closeness to the village that had not been there before the war. I hope it will last, thought Susan's ma'am, as she walked up the church aisle, passing the pews with the flowers tied with bows to the end of each pew. That had been Kay's idea, she smiled. Now, in the front seat, she turned her head to look back. The image she will not forget as long as she lives. All turn their heads as the organ music begins to play. A piano has been rolled in while everybody has been away at the church. As the bride and groom arrive, one of Roger's friends is making the piano dance with the latest American music. Everybody is cheering and clapping the happy couple into the marquee. Now the real party is on its way. Lizzie Broderick smiles as she looks on. Frank approaches her. Is it, is it okay to sit with you for a while? It is if you bring a couple of drinks with you. He goes to turn to the drinks table. The American soldiers had set it up as a wedding gift. They always seem to be able to get their hands on things that others could not. I'll put you out of your misery. The answer is yes. Now go and get the drinks and we'll have a nice comfortable talk. A big smile spread across Frank's face. Late that night, the partying could still be heard. Lizzie Broderick is nodding off by the kitchen fire, sleep trying to catch her. Her mind turns again to Peter. She speaks out loud this time, as if he is sitting beside her. Aren't we very proud of our little girls? I know people think I'm mad running everything by you. I can feel your happiness at Rachel's up-and-coming wedding, and I know you're annoyed at me for refusing to move. I suppose I'll give in in the end. There's a lot more to life than I thought. Our little chats have kept me going over the years. You have never left my heart for a moment. You are always my consolation. Back in London, Frank has bought music hall tickets for the Ambassador, Songs of Norway. They had a wonderful night. 
You'll love that, ma'am. I know what we'll get for our Christmas presents this year. Two yearly tickets for one night a week. So we can go every week, laughed Kay when we get home. That's too extravagant, said Mrs Broderick. It's about time, said Rachel and Frank together. We are going to chip in. When you two are over, we might let you use them, teased Kay. Home, exhausted but content. You go sit. Isn't it grand, Eve, from upstairs, lit the fire for us. I can't wait to fill her in in the morning, said Mrs Broderick. Soon, a low whistling sound as the kettle begins to sing. Ah, no, no! Mrs Broderick is rocking back and forward, keening. Kay is holding in her arms in a moment, the tea forgotten. What is it, ma'am? Kay takes the letter from her mam's hands and begins to read it out loud. Ma'am, I love you so much, but I can't stay in Ireland any more. I'm getting married. I promise you, we have headed up to Belfast and we're getting the boat to Scotland. Derek has work lined up. Sorry I can't say any, any more. Uh, love you all forever, Lena. Ma'am, don't worry. I'll find her and I'll see if she needs anything. I have friends in England that can help, said Kay. Surely she knows a baby wouldn't make any difference in this her household, said her ma'am. Ma'am, it'll all work out for the best in the end. Kay turns her attention to the tea-making. Good Lord, am I never going to enjoy my life without fuss and bother. I know Lena must have her reasons. Looking at ma'am, I could strangle her at the moment. Next morning, Kay is in the post office, the GPO, making a phone call to England. All through the war, she had not had to use this phone number. She was glad of it today. Then she phones and leaves a message for Susan, telling her that she would receive some important information for Kay, hopefully before Wednesday night. Two hours after Kay called, there are eyes on Gretna Green, the popular runaway to wedding spot when people are in a hurry. A photographer is talking Rachel and Derek into a ridiculously low-priced wedding photograph. It's the least we can do for your mam, Lena. Lena is wearing one of Kay's dresses. She has had her hair done. She looks stunning with her rich copper curls. She has left a note stuck to the inside of Kay's wardrobe. I just needed something with me from home for my wedding day, she had written. I'll just need a forwarding address. It's a real beauty. How many copies would you like me to print, said the photographer. Three, said Derek. Your ma'am, mine, 
and one for our home, he smiled at Lena. Wednesday night and Kay is in the GPO. Susan has an address for Kay. I'm flying to Glasgow in the morning. I don't know what my plans will be or for how long I'll be up here. I'll keep in touch, Susan. Kay is standing across the road from the house Rachel and Derek are staying in. They were staying till the photographs arrived. Kay sees Lena walking up the road. Lena sees her and rushes across and is in Kay's arms, sobbing. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, she sobbed. There is a Lions Cafe down the road. Let's go and get a cuppa, said Kay. Lena wipes her tears. I am happy to be married to Derek. We got a photo, Raph. I'll send it to Mam when I get it. How did you find me so fast?